Hello, everyone. Welcome to Genuine Men's Chat Zoom Live. Uh, Genuine Men, um, the Genuine Men Movement consists of a show, podcast, workshops, and weekly Zoom Lives that express the often unheard, honest views of men from various backgrounds, cultures, faiths, and life experiences. Uh, it's also a rare opportunity for men to have a platform to express their views, thoughts, perspectives, and obstacles in life. Men impacting them, their lives, their families, community, and society as a whole. It's also an unfiltered and unadulterated look at what life is like from a man's perspective. Hi, I'm Reham. I'm host and the Genuine Men's Coach. I'd like to welcome our Genuine Men today, Genuine Man today, Nick. Hello, welcome. And I'd also like to welcome our guest speaker again, Louise McFarlane. She Hi. is. Hey. Um, she's a, a woman's lifestyle and relationship coach. She has impacted the lives of her clients around the world for over 10 years. Her insight, experience, encouragement, and patience support uh, supporting women to align their vision with clarity, courage, and connection to ensure that they can be, do, and give more to make a difference in the world. Welcome, Louise. Thank you. And thank you for inviting me back to another oh, live chat. So we're really excited to have you. Today's topic is supportive conversations during difficult times. Mm. So tell us a little bit more about that, Luis. What are your, what are um, your, um, your ideas on, uh, and, and advice on supportive conversations, especially during this time? Yeah, sure. Um, I think it's, it really, just to think about it, I'm, we're going to be looking at difficult times, and especially during now, because of the slight changes that are happening with lockdown beginning to shift, um, you know, and people going back out to work um, and more happening. There, I, I just feel it's a time where discussions need to be had and not just, you know, how are you getting on with X, Y, Z, but how are we going thinking going forward? Um, and two areas that really are going to happen. One is um, going back to work or maybe either party in the relationship is not wanting to go back to work they've had time to explore new things and do different things that they're going hmm I wonder if I could make money out of this and stay at home and be a bigger part of the family because they've they've had this opportunity for some probably for the first time the other thing is also um you know the finances as well because you know in lockdown we've you've had a look at your finances or maybe not but you've probably minimized your expenditure but now going back out expenditure is going to increase again is the income going to increase and what are the impacts on that and not that I'm a, anything to do with finance at all but really how can we have conversations about difficult topics with your partner so that you both get to a resolution but also um feel very supported um, during this. So that's really kind of what we're going to be talking about today. Mm. Awesome. Mm. I'm so excited because it's a, it's, a, it's a really important topic uh, prior to COVID-19 where difficult conversations are hard to have oftentimes with a partner, especially if, you know, it, they're life altering, like going back to work or after maternity leave, for example, for women, mm -hmm. um, or 
um, not going back to work because they value that quality time with the family. And then finances is always a major topic. Yeah. So we're definitely eager to hear what you have to say about both today. So um, shall I just kind of start to kind of delve in a little deeper? Um, you're, Reham, you're absolutely right. Some of these conversations could have been difficult, you know, before, um, you know, the, the lockdown. Um, it's, they are difficult topics. They are sensitive topics. They're very emotional topics. So really it's about getting on the same page to, go forward and so that you both understand one another um, and feel heard. I think that's the main thing. So when I'm working with women, one of the, the three things that women find in a relationship is we're not seen, we're not heard, and we're very, very often misunderstood. So um, I really want to explain how I can help, just briefly how I help them um, but also which will actually it will also help you gentlemen as well, you know, to understand why these kinds of conversations are very, very different. And it really is down to rather than talking about men and women. And I think we touched this on this in the previous conversation, but I want to, to reiterate it is that um, we're different. And rather than talking about men and women, I want to talk more about masculine energy and feminine energy because we both have masculine and feminine energy within us, but it's it's discovering within your partner, within your relationship, where you sit most. Um, and for women who are mothers, um, stay-at-home mums, or maybe in the caring industry, or whatever it's not limited to that but they're more likely to have more feminine energy not necessarily because we know that some of these industries are quite challenging but um also on the other hand they if they're in business or finance or you know they need to get results then that's definitely more a kind of masculine energy so i want to break it down into three areas and the first one is really you know where is our awareness um when we talk about masculine energy and, and this is um, sort of more so from for the masculine energy is your single focused and this is where a lot of challenges come up because when you hear what the, the feminine energy is you'll start to see the difference but then men very much or the masculine energy very much just focuses on one thing get it finished and then move on to the next thing so actually interrupting your partner who's in masculine energy um, while they're doing something you might get ignored you might get shouted at go away leave me alone you might get um, yeah 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 and then they've when you go to talk about it later I don't remember this so um, that's really the thing about the masculine energy and probably the majority of women because it sorry men because it is one of the things that comes up in relationships how come he can only do one thing at a time so um and it's it's kind of tongue-in-cheek but it is a big thing in relationships and can, can cause a lot of breakdowns on the under, other hand the feminine energy is we're not multi-focused um which is causes a lot of confusion 
we're actually diffuse awareness. So we can actually focus on a number of things, but not on any one particular thing. So we find it very difficult to focus on one thing if there's lots of other things going on around us. So that that can be things that if you have young children, um, as we've seen in the call before, um, a little one there, that the, the mother will be, or the feminine energy will be looking after that while making dinner, while welcoming our, our partner in from work, um, listening to our friend on the phone who's maybe going through a difficult time. She's just able to be aware of all these things going on but is not necessarily focused. So this is again an area where if you want to have a conversation with the feminine energy, just going in and saying, hey, let's talk and starting talking, you're not going to get her attention or the attention that you need. So that's the first thing. Luis, you bring up a really important point that I want to just um, sure. uh, touch upon. Um, the, there's a common theme between both energies. Mm. When somebody's hyper masculine energy focus uh, or coming from a masculine energy, should I say, um, uh, or coming from a really um, focused feminine energy, sometimes what happens is they don't get, they don't hear very well, or they mm. can't, um, uh, they can't remember. The specific details because of the hyper vigilance that they're feeling at that time. Yeah. So could you just um, now or at a later time touch upon um, how to approach a partner, especially yep. if they're engrossed in that masculine energy or that feminine energy to, to better, or let's, let's talk about our men, you know, mm. our audience is, uh, is um, men. So how could a man approach his partner uh, if she's in feminine energy and he's just come back from work in masculine energy or working at home now mm. in that masculine energy? Um, I, I would I do have um, some things to, to tips to, to do that, but there's two other areas that I want to just touch on and I'll do that um, quickly first. Um, the other thing is, um, men or masculine energy tends to think very rationally what's the problem what are the options are for solutions got a solution let's do it yeah it, it's that structured and a systematic um for theme for the feminine or the masculine the yeah the feminine energy everything we do is much more emotional how do i feel about it is this the right thing to do so making the decisions can it's not saying we can't make decisions, please don't misunderstand that, but they may take slightly longer, especially if there's a problem. We actually need to talk it through to get the emotions out about the problem. And then we can sit and go, well, now that I've done that, I think this is the best thing, you know. Um, and this is where the challenge comes because men are rational. There's the problem. You think the solution talk or tell us what it is or tell that whoever you're working and speaking to your partner and then you go ahead and do it yeah for us we need to talk this through the solution to get to the solution so that can be time consuming and therefore you know it can cause a lot of um, ambiguity and misunderstanding the relationships and the last part is um men are, are driven for survival. So there's this competition to provide and protect, 
to win, to be better, to um, survive basically because of your lifestyle. Um, going back as far as the caveman days to go out and kill or bring back the food for the family. So it's all based on those times. Um, whereas the women are driven by connection. We need to have that connection. And as just before I go into some kind of solutions is that um, a little story I was hearing um, of a mother speaking to a child, a little boy, and he was fed up and wanted to go on and do something else. He had enough of what was happening. And she said, you know, right, come on, let's pack things up. Why? He said. And she said, don't speak to my, me like that. Why not? And she said, now, you just don't speak to your mother like that. You look at me in the eyes and you say, yes, mom. That is really difficult for a little boy to do. For a girl, she'll go, okay, yeah, what is it you want me to do? Because it's that connection. Whereas with a boy, again, I'm just about to go in and say, how do you interrupt what they're doing to get their attention so that you can then ask them to do something to which they'll say, okay, let's do it. Yeah. So these are the, the three areas that, um, you know, how do, what is our awareness? How do we think? And, um, you know, what are we driven to do? And the three, three areas that just identify the differences between us. And if you're both in masculine energy, then it's like going and having a meeting with a male boss. How do you do that? Think about how you have a successful meeting with a male boss um, so that you can get solutions and results and you know, have an action plan decided. But to, to go on to the solutions now, um, for what do you want first? Men to women or women to men? Men to women. Let's men to try that. Okay. So the first thing to, to really do is to um, make time, you know, where you know there's going to be a longer conversation than what you think. Um, so if you've been thinking about maybe changing career during this time or maybe starting a business as well as, you know, you've just got a young family and your, your income's lower or you have no income, um, that's going to build up an awful lot of emotion for her. So you need to make time to have that conversation. Um, so please don't jump in once the, you know, when you're sitting down having a meal with the, the kids. Okay, honey, I'm just thinking of getting starting a new business. Uh -uh. <laughs> you, will, you will not get the results that you want um, in that kind of environment. The, so the best thing to do is to say, you know, when's a good time to talk? Yeah. She may go now, so you have to be prepared, or she may go not right now. How about after once the kids are in bed? Yeah, or first thing in the morning once the kids are doing their schoolwork or, you know, once I've got this first meeting out the way um, if there's no children at home. Um, go to her and just connect with her. Just really sit down and say, how are things? Find out how she's doing at the moment. How are you feeling about going back to work? How are you feeling about things going forward? Because there is so much uncertainty. Um, and just sit and connect with her. Then I would then sort of suggest to her, okay, there's some things that we really need to have a conversation about. Now, 
one thing that a woman's environment can be very noisy. So if you want to have a conversation, she may go, right, this isn't the right time or place. And she may take you to another another room in the house. Now, depending on the size of the house, that may be convenient or she may take you out into the garden or whatever. But avoid difficult conversations in the bedroom because that is your place where it's just you and her and you can really connect at an intimate level. So you don't want that kind of conversation or energy going on in there. Could I interrupt you one second, Louise? Yeah, so sure. when, when, when a lot of my clients usually talk about, well, we set aside time to speak and we always do it in the bedroom. And this mm. is a big conversation that they're trying to have, for example. Um, could you delve in a little bit more about the impact of that so that our, our, um, our audience can kind of sense from a woman's perspective why that might not be the best place? Yeah, um, it really, it's just purely because um, we hold on to emotions. Yeah, we, we just hold on to them. So if we, we are in a room um, that is, we've made comfortable, it's like a sacred place that she has created in the house for, for both of you. Um, so if you're going there and having difficult conversations that are leading into arguments, um, you're anchoring the bedroom as the place where there's difficult conversations, lack of connection, and therefore, you know, she just needs to walk into the room and she'll change her, her, her you know, emotional behavior in a way. So it's, it's breaking the habit of thinking of, is there somewhere else we can go? Is there somewhere else we can go rather than take the, neg the negative energy into the bedroom if it is a difficult conversation? Yeah, um, because it will be there, yeah. Um, so the, be aware that she may take you away um, to another place. She will listen intently to you. So you, if you need to have a lot to say, if you feel that you're, it's a difficult for you to tell her because you know in the past when you've had conversations like this, it's been challenging or it's not been the right time or you haven't got enough money, but you feel right now this is the right time to make this change then it's really important to reassure her that you're not necessarily going to be doing it immediately, that you've only been thinking about it, okay? Because she wants to be part of the family decision-making process. So avoid thinking, I want to start my own business. If I do X, Y, Z, then I can go to her and I've got, you know, my first whatever income worth of, of or my first contract she'll be happy with that it's unlikely so because she will be thinking long term in terms of but how are you going to sustain this and what about we're going to do in the interim and you know she may also be thinking of making some changes as well so it's really about putting it across as early as possible the conversation so that you can make this happen together. So it's about being honest and upfront with her right from the, the beginning. What would you think if I started my own business and stayed at home a little more and help out with the, the children um, because I've really enjoyed being around them? Give her, I know it will be challenging. 
I'm not going to necessarily do it right away and give up all our income. So you, there's lots of reassurance that needs to go into the conversation as well. So um, get really her, powerful. Yeah, get her into place and reassure lots and lots of reassurance because women, many women at the moment, and I'm not saying this is solely for men as well because it is impacting everybody, but many women are actually living in a lot of fear at the moment. And they're holding on to that. They can't, and when we hold on to fear, we can't actually find a solution. And we're looking for you as our partner to help us find these solutions and get us through. And if you come with another, what she might see as a problem. Then... So I'm hearing from you, Lise. Um... Yeah, sorry, you broke up. No, no, no I, um, the internet hiccuped. So please continue and then I'll. Right, okay. Um, don't know where it was, um, but yeah. So it's more a case of just uh, reassure her, let her know, have these conversations at the get go. Um, this We're whole, about fear. Yeah, fear. So yeah, she's living in a lot of fear, and I'm not saying that men aren't either. We know that there, you know there's going to be a, an increase in mental health challenges for many across the globe, but for women, we're already in fear because we have uh, unconscious um, fear living in us all the time. And it just needs something, depending where she is emotionally and in, in, in her managing her emotions, it's either going to spark the fuse or it's going to start to build that fuse that could get to um, the, what I call the, the vent, where you suggest something and everything comes out and you're just going, I just suggested something small. It wasn't anything big, it was to be talked about. So please be aware that one, make sure you're in the right place that she wants to have the conversation, avoid the bedroom. Two, make sure that you're being honest and open with her right from the beginning. It's an idea, work through the ideas together. Um, and three, make sure there's lots of reassurance going on in the in the conversation. Um, she will also want to ask lots of questions, lots of questions, because this is how we get the reassurance out of you as well. Um, so shutting her down by saying, it's okay, it's gonna be all right, I've thought about it, I've got a plan, et cetera, et cetera, is not going to reassure her. So if you do have a plan, then take it, show it to her, discuss it with her, so that she again feels that sort of um, her, all her questions are answered. Mm. Yeah. Um, hey, Louise, um, you're you're bringing up such invaluable uh, advice here, and I wanted to add just one one bit. When framing the conversation in the beginning, I've noticed what really works for a lot of the men that I work with um, uh, is that they talk about inviting their partner. So it's about, uh, well, you know, when, when the initial interest to have that conversation starts, it's about, um, hey, I want to talk to you. It, instead of that, it's about, hey, I want to get your, your feedback on something, mm. something that I've been thinking about. So immediately it reassures, it immediately involves, and it creates that connectivity that a lot of women are looking for with their partner. Yes. So that invitation, I think, is a really key part of the initial uh, setup of that conversation so that whatever hat 
um, the partner is coming in uh, wearing, for example, she knows, oh, okay, this is going to be a creative or, um, you know, a, a, a discussion um, of some sort where I can also get involved and I could be seen, I could be heard, and I could be valued. Mm. Um, and I think that's a really fundamental component that a lot of men um, and women, reversely, may may uh, falter on. So I just wanted to throw that out there. The second thing that I wanted to 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 ask you, actually, yeah. um, is expect lots of questions. And I like that because then that's allowing her to be seen and yeah. allowing her to be heard and allowing her to be part of that conversation. Now, the question there is, how much is too much? Because some women can talk a lot and some men can talk even more. Mm -hmm. So how much is enough for her to feel reassured? And how does he know she feels reassured? Uh, if you could touch upon that. Um, so how, sorry, the first part, how? How much is too much? Like too, much. too many questions, because some people, some, some women um, come into a relationship putting on immediately their question hat. Mm -hmm. So whatever that question label hat may be, that's what they use to investigate, to, to pull apart the, to, to pull apart the, the pieces, the, like the, the petals of the flower, to see mm -hmm. the inner workings of how something works, for example, mm -hmm. instead of the onion. So. No, I understand. You get what I mean? Yeah. I understand that. Um, so I think the, um, the best way to deal with that is in the invitation is to actually um, give it a time to the meeting. So it's almost like making a meeting. It's a difficult conversation. It's not just a general chit chat. Hey, how are you doing? And that will, you know, the it's not that it's not loving, but you, it's, it's really about some serious things that are going to impact both your lives and the lives of your family. So um, I would suggest, you know, I'd really like to invite you to, to have a conversation. Um, when's a good time for us to sit down? And let's just take about 30 minutes to do this. And we can have another follow up later on. So she knows that there's going to be 30 minutes. She knows that there's a follow up if there are any more questions. Because um, depending how she is um, in terms of business talk, um, if that's what you're wanting to do or finance talk, it may be too much for her if you start to go into detail about business. So I could do this and I could do that. And she'll go, no idea what you're talking about. Um, the same with finances. So I would put a time limit on these, these difficult um, conversations or topics that are difficult to talk about um, and then say, do you want to have a follow up or do you understand everything now or what's the next step? So it is like a meeting. You're coming, you're discussing something, you've got an opportunity for questions and answers and then you leave away with next steps as, so, as such. Um, the other thing is... Um, how to re how to reassure that there's enough how to know that she's feeling reassured so before we go there just one second one more aspect of the too many questions yeah. what if it's too many questions and then the man is feeling overwhelmed mm -hmm. okay. so what does he understand or what can he understand from his partner asking you know possibly getting into those details so we have the partners that don't want to get into the details because they get overwhelmed. Yeah. What about the partners that do want to get into the details, pull out their calculator and start looking at the numbers? 
quite then. Yeah. Um, again, I, f I think that's just a, you know to to gently interrupt. Oh, that's a really good point. Let me let's let's write that that down. That's a, and reassure her that she's bringing up really really valid points um, without feeling that you've you failed in bringing up this idea so say it in a way oh wow that's a really really interesting topic i'm going to go and look at it for us and always use the we or us rather than me or i um, because that means she feels part of this decision making and she'll be able to say right okay so that the next time you speak about it have you found out about that and also, if she is somebody's detail or she is good at business and it's not your strength, then how do I find that information? Can you help me find out whether that's that's great or not? So, you know, she's good into market research. Could you help me? You know, rather than going, I'm going to often do it on my own, which is a very masculine energy kind of thing. So could you help me? And let's see if it's a viable option for us. But just at the moment, I feel so passionate about doing this. Yeah. So I really, really want to, let's consider it. I don't think it would be a waste of time, but if we don't think it's viable, then we know we won't need to do it. We can think of something else. So it's about the sharing and the we and us um, and asking for her help, which you've got her on board if you ask for her help, for sure. It's beautiful. It's about the team. Mm. You both are a team. Yep. So it's about the teamwork. Okay. So then that takes us to how does a man know when his partner's feeling reassured? Um, look at her body language is the first thing. She'll be smiling. She'll be nodding. She'll be, uh-huh. Or she'll be saying comments like, oh my goodness, I'm so glad you thought about this because you've just been miserable in your old job. And I think that's a great idea because you're great at doing that. Um, and I'd love you to be able to spend more time. I know it's been one of, it's one of your values to spend more time with the family, but we just haven't really had time to think about it because we've had to buy a house. We've had to, you know, the kids came along or, you know, what other expenses had come along that you're busy in that grind of earning money to, be able to provide um, for the family. So I think it, that's one way. Um, another way is, uh, yeah, just she'll be happy. She just will be happy to hear what you're doing. Yeah, is, is enough for her. Um, if she's asking more questions, then bring it back to another meeting until she's happy and reassured or she's reassuring you because if you come across that you're really excited about this, you've thought a lot about it, you really think it's going to work, you're going to give off lots of really super positive, you know, encouraging, confident energy. And she's going to go, oh, that's why I love this man, you know, because he's just so confident. He's caring about us. He wants to do more for not only himself, but the family as well. Yeah, I'm so happy to have him in my team. Perfect. Yeah. Um, can we do the flip side just quickly? Yeah, or do sure. you want to? Okay. No, no, so no. The no, flip no. side would be it doesn't go so well. Deer in the headlights. What are you talking about? This goes against everything that we've talked about or agreed upon or what we've committed to. Then what? Then what? Um, it's very unlikely that you'll be able to hold it to a 30 minute meeting or the time you specified. 
because then it switches into what I teach the women to help to, to, to share with their men. And that is um, an acronym or a phrase that I have um, is to ask the masculine energy, the men to know when to keep their lips shut or sealed is actually the word. And men, sometimes when they hear that, they go, what are you telling me to be quiet and not say anything? It's not at all. And I've, I've covered some of the, the issues on it. And the, the main thing is the, the L really talks about listen. You know, if, if she is upset and is overwhelmed and, and starts to get into, you know, what Reham has mentioned, this is what we talked about. You're going completely in a different direction. How are we going to support the family? What about our holidays? If she loves going on holidays and you're saying you're sacrificing one of your holidays or both your holidays a year. Or even she's saying, well, you've sac I've sacrificed so much. This is my turn now. Yeah. That kind of thing as well. Absolutely. So that's going to get to the emotional eruption stage. You've never not listened to what her what she's been wanting in the past. You're only thinking of yourself. It may not necessarily be because you're thinking of your family, but to her you're thinking of yourself and you haven't really thought about her. So it, here comes the vent. And the idea is if she has no time to tell you what to do and how to cope with this is one, just listen. Just listen to her talk, talk, talk. Now this is really challenging for a man, really challenging because you're going, where's the problem? What, what am I meant to be doing? I've got a solution. Why don't I tell her that solution and all this will be ended. So that it's just to really listen, but not focus on anything in particular where your mind then Say starts. that again, please. Say that one more time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the idea is just to listen, yeah, and not focus on anything because um, the conversation might take, change a different way. So not focus on anything because your head will start to turn into problem solving which means that you're not actually listening the way she needs you to listen right now the other thing is if you do get into the thinking go I've got a solution do not interrupt do not interrupt this is the part where I'm saying women need to get off our chest we need to speak out the problem or speak through the problem so don't interrupt and just sit there and just nod and, and um, be with her. Um, the next thing is don't take it personally. It's not about you at this stage. It's about emotional venting. It's all the emotions that she has been storing up inside of her, whether it's from work, whether it's from at the moment homeschooling and the, the teachers in the schools and the education, even though all the teachers in the schools are doing the best they can right now. But it's a lot of pressure on parents at the moment to, to take on board the homeschooling. And I would imagine in majority of cases, that's the women um, doing this. Um, the, so just don't take it personally. Avoid taking it personally. And just if you know that your shoulders will go down and you'll just go, OK, I'm here for you. I'm here for you don't say anything and I'm here for you. This is going in your head. This is your solutions process right now. And the last thing is we talked about the space and this is about being really present for her um, because she won't have time to take you to a space to where, to where she feels comfortable doing it. But being in the space 
where you she knows that you are with her 100%, no matter what the outcome is right now. She is hurt at this moment in time, and she just needs you to listen and be there and be present with her. And this is when, however challenging it is, the eye contact is really important, looking at her and nodding her and saying, hey, I'm here for you. Um, she may not look back at you right now because she's hurt and she's feeling very vulnerable. But once she's through, she'll look at you and she'll thank you so much for doing that. And that's one of the things I really teach women is to thank you because I know that for men, it's so hard to listen to all this stuff and you're not sure what the real issue is. If at the end, once she's finished, she will be exhausted but it's a good time for you to then, oh my goodness, I didn't realize, honey, that you were so upset about it. Or I, you know, I didn't realize this was all building up inside of you. What is it you want me to remember about it? What is it you want me to remember? And at the end of the conversation, she will, she will know exactly what to do. Before you make these big decisions, can we talk right from the onset? Because I've also got decisions and things I want to do at this time. It's not just about you, okay? So that's really what it is. And then she will need to have a cup of tea in the evening, go and have a hot bath or go out for a walk. She will need to replenish her energy because releasing all this energy is exhausting for her. You mean so planning a part B or a second meeting thereafter isn't right? at that point not particularly at that time no it's best to maybe leave it about 12 hours and say hey how are you feeling do you want to let's revisit that conversation um at another you know tomorrow morning over a coffee and let's really dig deep about what both our plans are so we can start to go in the same direction that you can find something that you want to do i can find something what we want to do it may not happen at the same time you know, because we've got to support the house and the, the family, but it means that we can start to build a path going forward or a plan for going forward. And this is the perfect time to do it. It really is the perfect time when we've got time at home to really kind of plan out what's going to happen, even though there's still a lot of uncertainty, but just coming together and saying, what do you want for the next five to 10 years? What do you want for the next five, five to 10 years? And how can we start to map this out, obviously, depending on children, money um, and other way, other, you know, maybe your other businesses or your work so that you can still support each other. What a gift this this opportunity could be for the mm. relationship and for the honesty between the partners and for the invitation now to come into my world. This is what I'm experiencing from a man's perspective. Yeah. How can we work together? So it's co-creating with your partner is so amazing and revitalizing to the relationship even um, if, if men dare to take it on board and women dare to take it on board. Yeah. Uh, before we move on, could you just go over um, lips one more time just so that okay. the men can make sure that they've got um, each point and if, for the women that are supporting our men are listening as well to actually know what, we're what they're looking for as well. Absolutely. Um, just that the phrase is know when to keep your lips sealed that's that's the, the best way for you to remember it and the l is to listen it's just be there and listen 
don't get your mind whirring around with prompt solutions. Uh, avoid focusing on anything that she's saying because it could change within moments. So just be there, sit down and think. Hmm. Well, the other thing I didn't mention is don't think about, oh, I could really go in, going out for a cycle right now or go out for a walk or, oh, football's on or whatever you want to do. She'll pick that up and it will just aggravate things. So listening is just being there for her, acknowledging her that she's having a challenging time. Um, avoid interrupting um, because that's not going to solve anything at this time. Um, don't take it personally because it's not about you. It may feel it's about you because there might be lots of blaming and criticism and judgment going on, but it's not really about you. It's about her letting go of her emotions at this time. And Wait a second, it, you said it's not about them. It's not about them. Just, no. oh, that's an important one. It's not about them. It's not about, it's not about the men when the women are venting. It's not about the women when the men are venting. Mm. It's about what's going on internally that they're processing verbally. Mm. Yeah. And, and when we hurt, we point outside. We don't want, if we don't want to face what's going on inside, the hurt and the pain and, you know, the upset, um, the fears, um, we start to point outside, you know, so you've done this to me or you never do this or, you know, it just, and the whole lot will come out that you will just feel, what the heck am I having this relationship for? You know, so this is why it's really important to just put on your, your suit of armor, but with love and just don't take it personally, don't take it on board and try to solve it at all. Just, just be there, don't interrupt, don't take it personally and just be present for her. Know that it's gonna to come to an end. She will appreciate it. She may not say thank you immediately because again, many women nowadays, we don't like to be vulnerable. You know, and if we're not in a vulnerable place very often, then we, when we are in this vulnerable place, we'll, we might feel a little bit guilty or ashamed or embarrassed. So she will thank you at a time. And this is where you take the conversation, you know, talk about it the next day. Gosh, oh, honey, I hadn't realized that you were, you were so upset about that. Let's, let's make a time to talk about this more often so that you don't get so worked up about it. it oh, it was not good seeing you like that. So you create more time to have these. And it's, it's um, creating specific times to have specific types of conversations. So if, it, if there's like a meeting, what needs to be done this week, then you have this. And it's, that's what you talk about. Yeah. If it is about going through some fears, hey, let's talk about what, how we're feeling at the moment. Then you talk specifically about that. Okay. And just start to create these new habits so that you can actually get this and say, come on, let's talk about this um, so that you can feel very supported. So that's the lips. And then remember at the end, what do you want me to remember from that conversation? Do you want a cup of tea or a bath or a hot water bottle and go to bed, whatever she likes, or do you want to take a walk? Um, and let's revisit this tomorrow and just see what's the next, the way, best way forward. You know, so give it 12 to 24 hours to think about the next steps. Amazing, thank you. You're welcome. Were there other points that you wanted to bring in as well for the men? 
I think you know about, talk, about their partners. Um, I think I've just talked generally um, about this, and I've talked a lot about going back to work. But it's the same with money. Um, we will be very fearful about money. Will be will we be able to keep a roof over our heads for some? Will we be able to you know pay off any debts that you have, especially for young couples who must have you know university debts or you know whatever? Um, what about being able to afford um, all the things that the kids need? Because when they go back, you know, all these mums will be buying X, Y, Z for the kids and we not be able to afford it. So the whole social aspect she is thinking about and how that can differ. So make sure at this moment in time, as the changes in your income happen, if, you know, especially if you're managing the money and household money, go and have conversations and say, okay, this is what our income is. This is the, the rent or mortgage and break it all down. This is what's left. What's the best way forward for us to spend this? What do you think we'll need when the kids go back to school? Because I know there's many children after having two, three months of running around outside or in the garden or growing out all of their clothes and shoes. So there's, you know, rebuilding the wardrobe, which, can be you know it can be very inexpensive but it can also be expensive um what other things what about the holidays you know we don't know what the flights are going to be or what the costs are going to be so if you can't go abroad start talking now about alternatives what can we do in the uk or wherever you are you know that we don't maybe have less less expenditure going out until we start to to rebuild our our funds and things again so again make sure you're having the conversations about if you're wanting to change anything right now but more and also about the finances in the house and just be open and honest so and i'm happy to take any questions if there are hi there thanks louise that was amazing and I don't know if you saw me laughing and nodding. Mm -hmm. My partner's in the kitchen doing all the things and I should, I'm feeling immense live guilt as you're, you're telling me how, um, how I should be more um, in touch with that. So I, I had a question about uh, vulnerability. So a lot of things got unique pressures on relationships and unique circumstances. So one thing that we used to do in my marriage is when we both came home from work, we would do an emotional check-in. How has your day been? Are you feeling um, what's not working for you and what do you need? And since nobody's been coming home from work, that, that check-in's slipped. And um, all the stuff that you talk about, about this communication and tactics, it is work you know it's practice and it needs practice and it, it's a very timely reminder um just on your points about masculine and feminine energies mm -hmm. how important do you think it is for men to show vulnerability when they feel that they are comfortable in a in a loving relationship and, and how how do, can women perhaps encourage and nurture that side of their men could you do the first part again sorry you were coming in and out slightly could you repeat it again Yes, it was about um, the masculine and feminine energy that you discussed and around vulnerability and how, how important do you think it is for men to allow themselves to be vulnerable 
Um, and how can women encourage this side of their men? Good question. Um, I feel that, that the, the men will, are less likely to show vulnerable throughout the day. It's more a, a feminine type energy. But what um, the best thing to do is actually to, to make um, intimate connections with your, your partner more. You know, to, um, and that's the space that you're allowed to be vulnerable when you're both present. You know, so if you're having a, you know, if you're not connecting very well, it's about, again, beginning to think about what did we do in the past to have these really amazing moments? Um, check in with her. When's a good time to, to sit down? And, and it's not so much talking about at this time, but it's actually about tapping into um, what do you need from me to make you feel comfortable and feel loved? And what does she need from you? You know, the vice versa. And this comes down to the, the five languages of love. You know, so how does your partner need to feel loved? Yeah, so it looks like that quick conversation that you were having when you came home from work was enough for her. But was there, you know, was she sometimes pulling away? I'm not asking for an answer, but if she's pulling away or it's not effective, then talking isn't an, an effective language of love. And maybe it is just hey, it's great to see you and hugging her for 90 seconds. And she goes, oh, no, I've had an horrible day, but thank you so much for that. And that just fills her up with, with, with love. When we feel loved, accessing vulnerability is much easier. When we're feeling fear, then we're less likely so because we, we, we step up and go, what do I need to do rather than let it go? But you've got another part to it there as well. I can see this. No, no, I'm good. I'm just thinking about how I can put that into practice um, immediately. Hmm. But it, I think it is. It's it's even though you're not coming in from to in from work. So you know, if there's a time that you're spending, you're spending maybe spending with the the children, and she's doing things around the house, and then she's spending time with the children, and you're you're working. Um, you know, maybe when the kids have gone to bed. I don't know how many you have, one or two, but when the, the children are in bed, then that's the check-in time. How was your day? You know, because then we've maybe heard the news once throughout the day. Then we've maybe, you know, been on social media and listened to, to all this stuff going on there. Then it is a check-in to say, how are you feeling at the moment? What did you think of the changes that are coming about? What do you feel about it? Because if we're reaching out to other people, other people are getting other opinions as well. And therefore that check-in that you had, which is great questions, um, and it was meeting your needs to, to feel loved, um, then that will create vulnerability. And if you're able to do that, yeah, in a loving way that she doesn't feel like what you're asking me, that that's a masculine response from a woman, yeah, because she's too busy thinking about things. But one thing that um, if, if your partner is at the moment in much more in masculine energy and isn't switching to go to the feminine energy, because one of you has to be in feminine energy and one has to be in masculine energy to have the intimacy. Otherwise, it's just like a pole, you know, two, the polarity is not there. It's just too masculine energy. You're just like, you know, fighting. 
So if you are trying to be loving to her and she's pulling away, then you know that she is, is worried about something. She's got too much to do and therefore she's not connecting with her feminine side. So it is about, hey, come on, let's have our regular check-in again that we, we had. There's no reason for us not to have it. Let's just pick a time in the day when it suits us to just do that. So brilliant question. Ah, oh, brilliant answer. Thank you so much. And a very timely reminder to take different communication strategies to, mm. to get the right answers. Mm. So Luis, um, Nick had the second part of his question. How can women encourage that side in men? Do you want to touch upon that? Yeah. Um, I think, no, I know, um, is that when women are in their um, feminine energy, men will go straight there. The masculine energy will go straight there because she is in an energy that she wants to connect with you. It will be in a playful way. It will be in a loving way. It won't be pointing out fault. It won't be about doing anything. She'll just want to be with you. You know, if you think of the feminine energy, she's the one that um, she just walks into the room and everybody, men and women, turn around and go, oh, my gosh, she just radiates. Yeah. And that's if she can get into that, you know, for some time as well. So it could be to meet her needs. And that's, you know, a, a, a quite a large conversation. But if if your wife is running running all day and not stopping until afterwards she's exhausted and then you're wanting to connect her and have intimate times it's not going to happen so it's about checking in with her needs you know hey i'll put the children to bed you go and have a bath or a shower or whatever you need to do you know you haven't you just haven't taken time for yourself go and do it why don't you put your feet up and sit in the sofa or let me get you a, a cup of tea or a glass of wine and we can sit and watch a movie tonight let's have some time out and she'll be so grateful for that if a woman's exhausted she's not really likely to want the intimacy but if she, her needs are being met um you know for some women not getting outside you know and now we're, we're allowed to go out a little bit more come on let's go for a five minute walk and if your children are young put them in the buggy and go for a five ten minute walk and just give her what she needs because once her energy is replenished she'll want to connect with you and the, the the secret is when you're in your masculine energy you light her up and when she's lit up she lights you up so it has to start somewhere yeah I love that. Thank you for that. That's a really, yeah. really great takeaway at the end there. Yeah. Very welcome. Thank you. you um, you're ending us on a beautiful note, um, Luis. Uh, when men are able to invest in their wives' self-care, then she can tap into that feminine energy, as Very you were much. saying. So if she's so caught up in parenting or she's so caught up in business and she's parenting for example from that nurturing perspective or business from that masculine energy she can't shift mm. into that masculine uh, into that feminine energy comfortably or smoothly um without meeting her needs mm. without getting her her um 
So uh, a wonderful reminder for our men, do wonderful things. And it's not about the brownie points for extra care thereafter. It's definitely about the investment. Mm. It's about the growth of the intimacy, the emotional intimacy, and the physical intimacy is a plus, but Mm. the emotional intimacy leads to the physical intimacy. But be careful, I must warn our men, that if every single time you want emotional intimacy, and you're always leading, you're investing, sorry, let me be clear. If you're investing in your partner's self-care in order to get physical intimacy, that link will be quickly picked up by, by women. So if you're doing it to invest in the emotional intimacy, there is always a reward of physical intimacy mm-hmm. um, thereafter. So it's, it's about the value of the emotional intimacy for women, um, as you're saying, um, Luis, because okay. when emotional intimacy is there, so much can happen. Mm-hmm. But when it's only leading to one outcome, that physical intimacy, then it almost seems like, well, that's what you always want. So therefore, you know, we're not having it. Mm-hmm. Then it becomes a point of contention or a point of uh, disagreement or a, pe- a point of bargaining. Mm-hmm. And that's not healthy for any relationship. So thank you so much, Luis, for honoring us with your invaluable insight on women um, to guide the men uh, to be more in tune with their feminine energy um, and their masculine energy and to to have a choice Mm -hmm. about what area of of energy they want to come from or they want to go to. Thank you, Nick, for joining us today and for your... um, poignant questions. Um, And um, as always, I want to invite everyone uh, of our audience to join our next episode of the Genuine Men's Show that's going to air next month. Um, Listen to our podcast and definitely uh, come on board for our next weekly Zoom Live. Share, like, and follow our Genuine Men's Chat uh, group. Um, as well as our material on YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. We have a Genuine Men's Chat Facebook group. We also have a Genuine Women's Chat Facebook group for the women that are supporting the men. And for the men, the Genuine Men's Chat uh, Facebook group for other men to join in the discussion that we're having. Our motto in 2020 is many men, many conversations. Have you taken your seat at the table yet? Thank you for joining and we'll see you next week.